Hey, Bastin. Jay and Silent Bob are coming to raid your fridge, smoke your weed, and make you laugh hysterically while they do it. How do you like them apples? Friday, October 7th at the Wilbur Theater. Catch Jay and Silent Bob get old. Grab your tickets now by clicking on the link at csmod.com. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Yo, Red Bank, New Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob are gonna snooch to your motherfucking nooch. I don't even know what that means. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater on October 8th. Special guest, tell them Steve Day. Get your tickets at CountBasieTheater.org. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater, October 8th in Red Bank. Word. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast, where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Jay and Silent Bob get old, live in New York, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com. This is Matt Head with Will Wilkins and Frank Lundbaker. Yes, my wonderful netheads. Welcome. <laughs> it is another edition of Netheads. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. And I'm full of rage. <laughs> Raging Cajun. Oh, Will Lordy. Let me tell you, folks, 
it's really cool to have a home studio. I'm not going to lie. It is extremely awesome until things go wrong. Then you want the ability to just yell at an engineer somewhere. And it's not a matter of, of you know, if things go wrong. It's when. But when, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Regardless, we are here, so welcome. Boy, oh boy, what a day, what a day. Let's, uh, let's, let's kick off by going into uh, what I like to call the simplicities of life. It's the opening part of the show. I find out where Trent, uh, is in his life. I tell you a little bit what's going on in mine. And then we get into the nitty gritty of what nerdum is. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Trent, how you been this week? Because that's the thing people don't realize. Much in the same way that Smodcast was simply created because it was a way for Kevin Smith to be able to have time to sit down with a good friend of his and and get caught up. Right, yeah. And accomplish something at the same time. That's kind of what we do too here because God knows I try and call Trent several times during the week. And the only thing I get, I really should have queued up. Your, uh, <laughs> I, I should have recorded your, because ma- let me tell you, when you call this guy's voicemail, every time I hear it, I just want to punch my phone. So, <laughs> I'm going to have to pull away from the mic, too, because I'm going to be loud, but it's like, hey, this is Trent. It's like, I'm all hopped up on goofers, and you didn't get me, so, uh. That's what his voicemail sounds like to me every time. But, but do you remember what it says, though? Yeah, that's the worst part. It's like, hey, this is Trent. If you're trying to get me, probably text me, because I don't answer my phone, because I'm a big jack tool. <laughs> I'm screening your calls, so if you need to get a hold of me, send me a text. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So he doesn't want to actually, which really pisses me off, because in the day of smartphones, you know it's me calling. <laughs> it, it's not like there's no caller ID. It's not like your droid doesn't give you like a picture of me, or or you know maybe you've got the backside of a of a, of a mule <laughs> set as my image. Whatever it is, it I've pops got up like on a, your phone. I've got a GIF just looping. There you go. So, uh, no, I, you called. I was actually at dinner. Uh, Chili's. I, I like Chili's, man. I know it's cliche, but it is my favorite Mexican restaurant. And so that's where I go when I want to feel like family. Chili's, uh, calling Chili's a Mexican restaurant is like calling Taco Bell a Mexican restaurant. Or, uh, Olive Garden, an Italian restaurant. Exactly. Even better. Oh, man. All <laughs> boat and danza. They don't even run that ad anymore. I just dated myself. So, uh, so, so how is your week been, Trent? Um, you know what? It's, it's, so where I work, uh, Monday is the start of the new school year. So it's been fairly hectic, um, professionally. And then uh, other than that, man, just been reading comic books. Oh, and I bought a tablet. Oh, you did? This is big news. This mm-hmm. actually I know. lets us get down to our base core premise. By the way, uh, before we go any further, if you are listening live or even if you're listening when you're, uh, Sitting at home with your comfy podcast and your hot cocoa in your hand, because uh, that's what everybody does during the summer. <laughs> when it's like 120 degrees. Be sure to hashtag it NetHeads with your comments on the old Twitter, because that is the best way to uh, talk to us. At least I like to think so. <laughs> so, you know, go ahead and do that. Hashtag NetHeads on Twitter if you want to take part. So Trent has a... It, now, this is the three-week saga on the show of the uh, Great yeah. Tablet Pursuit. Yeah, it it, the, the, it continues, and hopefully it comes to an end at this point, because I'm sure everyone's really happy about hearing it. Well, what did you decide on? Uh, I found uh, I was able to pick up one uh, HP touchpad for 200 bucks. totally stoked on it, and I, I did it. It happened. You found the HP touchpad somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's frustrating, too, because I had contacted Best Buy originally, you know, a couple weeks ago, and they said, oh, yeah, we're not going to be getting any more. In fact, we sold all of our current inventory back mm-hmm. to to them but on friday 
uh, I looked on, there's a, a local, come, almost like Craigslist that's done through a, ksl.com classifieds here in utah ksl.com <laughs> bringing you the hits of the 70s 80s and today and it, the just the, it just flooded with all these touch pads and i was like what the hell and come to find out all the best buys in utah had got another huge shipment in that they fire sold at 99 bucks a piece and so everyone was just turning them over and i missed i missed that boat so i had to you know still though 200 bucks is better than then, uh, you know, oh, full retail. Still, that cheeses me off. The people that are like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and pick up another one and I'm going to charge you double. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. But, you know, uh, and it's funny. I was talking to an HP employee and he said to, to just the cost of building the 16 gig touchpad was around $299 yeah. for HP. Yeah, exactly. But you see, that's, so. the, that's where HP was short sighted. Okay. Right. Here's what they should have done, if you don't mind me uh, preaching a little bit. Please. Because God knows the the great successful life I have lived in business. Obviously, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. But here is what they should have done. It's the All of these touchpad devices, all of these tablets, every one of them should be focusing on the long game. That's yes. what they should be paying attention to. Think of it as a long con, Okay. Okay. The device is just the setup. What you're really looking at is you want to make it, you may actually take a loss on the device. What you should be doing is paying attention to your software developers, getting your yep. license fees and making money on your apps. Yep. That's exactly. where the real money should have been. So they should have been selling that tablet at actually $279. Mm -hmm. Take a $20 loss on it right off the top. And make sure you're getting into more people's hands because the more people's hands it's in, the more you will have motivated people to develop for it. Yep, exactly. At which point then you start doing that revenue cut like Apple does. You know, it's, yep. if I made an app today that was 99 cents, I'm not getting 99 cents on that app. I'm only getting, you know, Apple's getting their taste. Exactly. Yeah. As I've, as I've heard often lately, getting their, getting their beak wet. So, <laughs> you know, did I, you say their beak wet? Yeah. I like that. So, um, you know, that's where they were stupid. No, they were trying to sell it at 500 bucks. Yep. With, you know, it's like, oh, look, I, it has the Kindle app like everything else mm -hmm. and not much else and Angry Birds. Yeah. Oh, yeah but then again, Angry really, Birds. what more do you need? Give me a Kindle app, a web browser and Angry Birds and I'm happy. No, seriously, that's that's about all I've used on it so far. And it's been awesome. Um, oh, and then this morning, while whilst laying in bed, I, I went ahead because I just picked it up yesterday and popped the co Marvel Comics online browsing cherry and read uh x23 mm -hmm. issue number one and it was it it met every expectation i had so it did exactly what you want because you know it, running this back to three weeks from today three yes. weeks ago the whole thing was or even longer maybe i don't know i've i'm halfway through a margarita with all the stress i've had today uh, <laughs> and i know that doesn't sound very manly but at least it's got tequila in it and it's on the rocks to make myself sound manly yeah, it does it's it has you not been in a blender gosh damn it no i'm taking it straight <laughs> straight into fufuville that's what my drink is um the whole point in what you were looking for was a tablet that would effectively let you utilize a flash based uh web element because you yes. have the marvel comic subscription yep and it allows you to not have to buy per issue but to just view everything that's in the library for a flat fee and that is what you have now. 
Yep, and it's it's seriously it has met every expectation, and and it's the size. It just it feels like I'm reading a comic book, and it's oh, it's good. It is very good. Is it very good or is it very very good? Oh, it's so good! I'm glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that. I'm a little <laughs> upset. You know what? I don't know where my Green Lantern ring is. Oh uh, well, that's why you're having the issues in the studio. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. That's why my why my chi has been off for the past two weeks. I just. <laughs> I don't have the ring on. I should let you vamp and go find my ring. I'm not going well, to, though. Well, you know, maybe we should we should start with our own um, creed. You know what I mean? When we're starting, you know? In, in, well, like, we'll start on time for one? Well, I would, I, you know, we could say, you know, in darkest night, in blackest hole. Because, you know, every ring bearer has their own take on what they're saying okay ladies and gentlemen hal jordan the challenge has been issued you need to write the green lantern oath for those green lantern ring carrying netheads i I think this is a great idea and throw it into with the hashtag netheads it's not we didn't even script this in advance this is just all on the spot trent making some really lame stupid suggestion and me turning it into something positive that's what we do here awesome yes poor trent he sits on the other end of that line just get i'm sorry dude I don't know what's wrong with me. No, no, it's fine. It's the drink. It makes me angry. <laughs> we'll smash. Anyway, so, I, so I'm glad to hear that works out for you because, you know, uh, this past week in all of my wonderful time that I get to spend on the commuter train and all this talk about comics, I, I actually took the time to load up the Marvel app on the iPad. Oh, okay. And after it crashed 45 times. Oh. I almost considered uh, getting into the uh, the whole Spider Island run that's going on right now. Oh, right. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're aware of this in the Marvel Universe, but uh, what has happened is that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, or as I like to call it, somewhere about two or three hundred issues ago, <laughs> maybe less, uh, there was a whole – there's always – Spider-Man's always had this issue with clones. Right. Okay. Originally, it was it was a little far back. And it was one thing. And then the clone saga. And by the way, if you're listening live, that thing you're sensing is the collective groan of hundreds upon thousands of Spider-Man fans hearing clone (laughs) saga and going, ugh, all at once. No shit. So the whole thing is, uh, in the, in the Spider Island thing, right now the entire island of Manhattan, because as you know, Marvel kind of exists in a semi-quasi real world. Not like, you know, DC with the, with, right. uh, where was the daily metropolis and Gotham mm-hmm. City and, and Goth- yeah, they're in Manhattan. And what's the one on the West Coast? Come on. The, where Green Lantern is. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, oh, uh, um, shit. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hashtag netheads, fill us in. <laughs> so it's like Star City or something like that. It, yes, it is Star City. Yeah. Cause that's where, um, the Green Arrow is at. Right. Exactly. Yep, Star City. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the whole thing <laughs> is, I, it's a quasi real world. And so the island of Manhattan, it appears that somehow, I don't know how, but the Jackal, who is the scientist that has been behind all of the clone drama in the past, he's the guy mm-hmm. with the clone and technology, uh, is not dead. And get this, talk about tapping into the modern day news to, to come up with a comic idea. He has, modified a specific group of bed bugs yep that are giving everybody spider abilities everyone cuz you know the bed bugs they're everywhere and they multiply right. like crazy 
So they're calling it Spider Island is the whole little tie-in, you know, and it's going to go cross titles and all that jazz. They're bringing back Cloak and Dagger and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Spider Island, what's happening here? I almost thought about, like, getting into it. I'm like, maybe I should read this. This could be kind of cool. And then I go to the Marvel app, and it's like, three ninety nine. screw you. <laughs> no, I'll just if, if I want to spend three ninety nine, I want some paper to well, touch. Now, how much is your your monthly subscription? Five bucks. Well, four ninety nine a month. Four dollars. Oh, see what I mean? Yeah, that's and that was my whole incentive. Like I can pay per issue, even at ninety nine cents an issue, or I can just wait. You know, at the very most a year. And then I've still I've got everything. I can read all of it at once for a low price. Right, exactly. And for me, it's a dollar ninety nine for all the old stuff. Which, uh, yeah, which, by that's... the way, the old stuff I have lived in my house for a, almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the back uh, log still hasn't gotten caught up. So I'm oh, it, really? it's still not at the point where I stopped reading. Right. I mean, what the hell is that all about? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> And they're still going to want to charge me two bucks for those. So, so obviously your way is the right way. It is, it, just, it is the yeah, just way. Sense. But you know, it's not like you get to read Spider Island. You get to read Spider Island a year from now. Right. And I know well, for well, a fact, it, and I know for a fact you're reading some things. You are buying books. Oh yeah. It's, it's my, my comic book hold at the comic shop is ridiculous, including yeah. the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and, but for you, like, cause I know for a fact you've been reading, was it Freedom Force? Yeah, uh, uh, Future Foundation. Yeah, whatever. FF. <laughs> but Spider-Man's a part of that, and they've kind of had um, overlapping stories in the past few issues as well. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the things I like this, Von Cleef, who's been a, a new active participant over in the stream, says that uh, the Clone Saga may stink, but the first Scarlet Spider costume is sweet, which is true. It was really kind of awesome because it was a yeah. whole red-black variation, and he had a blue like sweatshirt vest on. I liked yep. it. It was kind of like a combination of street and, and superhero. Yeah. Anyway, so so and what what the hell are we talking about? You got the touch I don't know, bad, but that's, great. You know what? If you're if you're gonna be in the east side of Manhattan, man, you've got to have some street cred, and nothing brings street cred like a blue vest over your you know over your stuff. costume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he could be he could fight and crime. He might bust some moves and be spinning on his back in a second. We yeah, just don't know. Yeah, he could be. A, he would have mad b boy skills. I I completely agree, and and <laughs> and and just see what would happen when he would get on the court as well. In a nice street game, street game of basketball, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. I'm glad you do. I have no clue. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that your touchpad situation has been resolved. Yeah. Because yep. I was, I was, so I was being narcissistic this past week and I just happened to start listening to our show. Actually, it came up. This is a weird thing. Okay. You would think is the guy who, sorry, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but, <laughs> but you think is the guy who like set all this sir stuff up. I would, you know, the last thing I would want to do is listen to the stream. But I listen to it. I've even heard almost all these shows in the past, you know, with the exception of our own, because God knows I'm not listening to this crap. <laughs> and I, I do. I spend a lot of my free time just listening to the stream because I'm on the computer a lot. It's great to have in the background. Some, And I'm, I catch things I didn't catch the first time I listen. Right. So, so I'm actually a big advocate of the, of listening to Sir. I really am. I enjoy the hell out of it. But it just so happens that yesterday I was listening to Bagged and Boarded while I was running around because yesterday was my daughter's eighth birthday party. Oh, okay. Because she's turned eight years old. Oh, Obviously, that's why it's the man. eighth. Yeah. Good for her, man. That's awesome. Yeah, she made it this far. So you, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to make a joke. I'm just, I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, because uh, I, 
you know, it, whenever you're getting ready for a party, you got a lot going on. And, and with working during the week and my long commute, I just like, okay, well, the morning of the party, that's when I'm going to do all the errands. So I was listening to Bagged and Boarded. And, okay. and and it just so happened that our last show followed Bagged and Boarded, which at first I thought, wow, the, the random generator on the transmitter is smarter than I am programming-wise. Because <laughs> why not follow Bagged and Boarded up with NetHeads? That's genius. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? We should, it, as a matter of fact, it should be like a, it, every Saturday morning, it should be the new Bagged and Boarded, last week's NetHeads, and last week's Soundbite Nation. Because kind of all those shows blend together in one way or another. Yeah, through, you know, very similar topics, but with their own kind of spin on them. Yeah, exactly. So that would have been a genius. But, uh, but the, tra- the transmitter did it, not me. But I was listening to our show <laughs> for once, and, uh-huh. and uh, I was actually pretty darn entertained. <laughs> I know that sounds shocking. <laughs> and Lord knows if I was trying to make a point, because I wasn't, sorry. I don't know where I was going with this, is what I'm saying. Once again, <laughs> another show... As a matter of fact, the next time that we're not going to be able to do a show, that is when we're going to do the commentary show. Okay. So I promise the next time we have to pre-record, that's what we're going to do. Because once again, this is another shining example where I could be, upon listening to it back, i be like, oh, look, I was trying to make this point, and I'm about to lose that point in three, two, two one, boom. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> which Which is much the way my everyday life is. Uh, the, but, the great, the great part about the the recap show is that you will hear me laughing about me laughing. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that because I know <laughs> most of the time when I hear the things that I say, it would be groaning. I'm just like <laughs> I sound like an absolute tool. <laughs> but at the same time, you have to listen back to allegedly get better. Oh, really? I say allegedly because. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it, man. I don't do it. It's painful sometimes, though, especially just if you hate the sound of your voice, which I do. I hate the sound of your voice, too, so I completely understand. <laughs> In the comedy world, folks, he's he lobbed it up, and I just oh. knocked it right out of the park. Just out of the park. That's how we roll. It's like you just tossed a meatball right over the plate for me to uh, pow. Regular duck soup here, folks. So, Trent, uh, you want to talk about something that's going to completely lose you in about 20 seconds? yeah exactly it was the new episode of doctor who last (laughs) night which by the way i didn't get to watch until 1 30 in the morning because of the said kids party right but man oh man i uh, doctor who was back last night you see this is the point where somebody that's professional and knew what they were doing would have the doctor who theme playing in the background (laughs) wait because it's it's uh it's very epic right in the sense of 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 like a saga, the 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 music is right. Oh, the music? Yeah. I you know I'd like to think so. I think it is. I mean it it it, it it's got a good amp. You know, kind of like that big explosion that kicks off the Netheads theme. This one kind of starts with a slow build up and then a punch, which I like. I like a slow build up and a good punch. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, why am I not hearing anything? It's because uh, I turned down Trent, not my computer. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Which is fine. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm usually, I'm lobbing something right now where he's giving me that courtesy chuckle and I'm not hearing a goddamn thing. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> okay. Oh, <I> think- <laughs> so let's try this again. Last night, Trent, let me make sure the volume levels are set right. Okay. See, this yeah, is the thing yeah. when you're, when you're switching your own podcast, folks, or your own show. 
you got to balance 45 things at once. And occasionally you'll make a mistake, but occasionally you'll do something like this. So last night, Trent, it was the brand new episode in the mid-season triumphant return of Doctor Who. There we go. Yeah, and then it and then it starts starts building. Yeah, see, it's the slow, and then the woo woo. I love it. I hear that and I get amped. And and <laughs> and and I almost had you titillated when I told you when the show came back. At you know at the point where they were uh, giving us the whole teaser at the end of the final uh, episode of you know the mid season finale. Uh-huh. It said doc the doctor will return in. Let's kill Hitler. Oh, that's right, yeah. And you're like, oh, maybe I will check it. Now, as you know, yesterday on BBC America, they had a marathon leading up to the return of Doctor Who, and I'm sure you sat down and watched it, right? Yeah, that's what I did. You got right on it, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, that's what I did. Of course you did. (laughs) You didn't go anywhere near it, did you? you I didn't know. I should have been paying attention. I suck as a human being, mostly. I told you well in advance, sir, that the Doctor would return. And I and I told you in advance that there would be, there would be. I told you. I know. I told you. I I'm, said I, there I, would be a marathon. BBC I'm, America don't would doubt do it. it. And this season, pretty decent one so far. So you know, you had your opportunities. Well, maybe it'll be like Dexter for me, and I just I, the suspense will just be too much. I'll have to wait to watch it all at once. Maybe, possibly, but I don't think so. If you haven't bitten the hook now, you're never going to, and I'm just resigning to that. Well... But it's a damn shame. Do you enjoy good quality sci-fi programming? I do, and that's the thing. Well, then you're a freaking tool for not watching this. Uh, Enough said. I'll Uh, rectify myself. uh, By the way, if you're tuning in, spoilers, um, (laughs) because I'm going to talk about the episode, I don't care. Um, The whole thing was there was a, a big, big... And I must say, big, my friend, typical Stephen Moffat mislead in that early tease of Let's Kill Hitler. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really good. The whole episode, uh, that title was a serious misdirection, my friend. A seriously wonderful, fantastic misdirection. So Hitler wasn't the name of like the neighbor's yipping little. No, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. There, okay. Not to go into the exact details, but within the first few minutes of the show, there's somebody with a gun who gets everyone into the TARDIS and he's, it's like, and the doctor says, well, where do you want to go? And she says, well, I've got a gun. You've got a time machine. What the hell? Let's kill Hitler. So <laughs> for one event or another, they do end up going back to, I think, 1939 Berlin. Okay. 1938. Or 1939. I can't remember off the top. I've only watched the episode two times. Forgive me. I don't remember the exact year. <laughs> Wait, and it, and it aired yesterday, right? Yeah, it did. I've watched <laughs> it twice. I watched it last night. And then this That's morning, awesome. my daughter, who when I put on one of the season five uh, Blu-rays, I, and I, I fight so hard to say season because I just want to say series because let's face it, most of us want to be British. Um, you know, hey, the film is British, or the the program is is British, so you refer to it as it was made. Yeah. So in series, I was putting on my series five DVDs, and my daughter said, oh, "Doctor Who again? You're such a nethead." But guess who? <laughs> after last, guess who? After watching a little bit last night, wanted me to put on more episodes this morning. Really? It wasn't my wife. It was my daughter, because she's oh, a nethead it. in training and doesn't realize yeah. it. She's a clo- she. Well, she's closeted right now. <laughs> hey. Hey, I, you, I'm just for netheads, for netheads. You watch your terminology, sir. But 
But uh, I have to say, my friend, that uh, even though it was a mislead, because Hitler is in it. We get to see Hitler for a whole, whole whopping like five minutes. But then they stick him in the cupboard and they deal with everything else they've got to deal with. Oh. So it, nobody actually kills Hitler. And you oh. only see him for a brief amount of time. Like Hitler, it, it could have been let's kill Mussolini. Boom. Let, we, let's kill Napoleon. Eh. Sure. Let's kill Trent Hunsaker. Boom. Whoa, I'm hey. Just, I'm just, they were in Utah. It could happen. That's true. They were. The, the opening episode, was it not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mad Zub says, toss Trent into the TARDIS for being tardy for watching Doctor Who. <laughs> so, it, but it was really good. It was really good. And, and the way they did it was really, cause there was a lot that was set up in, at the season, at the mid-series finale. Okay. Uh, okay. because of, of everything that was revealed in that one. And I don't really want to get into it. You know, really go back and watch the episodes or, or watch them on Blu-ray later or, or whatever. Uh, but there was a lot that was revealed in that episode. And I have to say that the mid-series episode kind of felt a little off pace for me compared to the rest of the season and, and what we've come to expect. As a matter of fact, uh, getting into, into some of the revived Doctor Who, uh, you know, showrunner stuff, um, Russell T. Davies, it was the guy who was kind of the creative force behind that when it got, when it came back on. And, okay. and then it was handed off on series five to Stephen Moffat. And the two have a very distinct, different writing style. I mean, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the Russell T. Davies stuff, even though I don't necessarily agree with his storytelling method. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. And, and that last episode had a lot of those elements for me. It felt very much like a Russell T. Davies episode, even though it was written by Stephen Moffat. And now that I've completely lost the entire audience, let me continue. Do you, do you know if he was brought on as, as to do any consulting or anything no, to just no. to continue continuity? No, nothing at all like that. Nothing at all. Okay. No, no. As a matter of fact, Stephen Moffat is another one. He's he's definitely a Whovian through and through so you know a lot of this stuff he's already got in his back pocket i wouldn't worry about continuity and at the same time when you look at some of the things that have happened on doctor who they don't really worry about continuity either Eh, it happens um so so with this one though they did have a lot of things to kind of resolve because of everything that happens mainly around the character of river song because we've long that's, story wait 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 hold on that's his wife maybe we don't no. know that for sure yet. Still don't know I for sure. But, but yeah, you, you do pay attention. And, and what everything that was revealed with that, there's certain questions that need to be answered because we've seen this character up to this certain point and then this loophole was kind of thrown at us. This curveball, not a loophole, pardon me. It's the drink talking. <laughs> but there was this curveball that was sent to us, you know, with that one. And it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. Then why did this happen? Or, or And why didn't this happen? Because the first time we see Dr. Riversong, She's actually Professor Riversong, and that's in the two-parter, Silence in the Library, and the second part that I can't remember for the second half, because uh, I never do. Sorry. <laughs> um, but but it was a great story. But at the end of that uh, two-parter, spoilers, you know, the character quasi-dies. I say quasi, you have to see the episode to understand. So it's like, well, wait a minute, then how is this possible? So they actually kind of explain all these elements. So, and in that respect, I thought the payoff was pretty darn good because long story short, when Amy Pond, his, his companion's baby was born, you know, somebody makes off with the baby, which okay. storytelling wise, whenever that happens, I cringe, I get worried because then it's going to sons of anarchy. Oh, you, that's a, that's the first thing that came to mind. The man. CBS show beauty and the beast even did that. You know, anytime you're like, I don't want a season long quest to try and get the kid back. Right. And, and just you know, sum it up with a dingo ate your baby. Yeah. So with it, well, thankfully it wasn't that, 
But they, <laughs> they did wrap it all up in one episode. So that part's resolved, and they even gave us some more of the story because across the past two seasons, there has been this one one large continuity element, and that is around the silence. So, you know, they, we got a little more into what is the silence, and so the story continues. But it was really nice because it's kind of resolved now. You know, we're not going to have to worry about this. We're not going to have to worry about that. Things just move right. on and on. And I'm really glad about that. You know, I, I wouldn't say it was the best episode of the season, but I was think I would think it's a humdinger. Now that I've, uh, let's see who's really listening that are Who fans. Let's check the NetHeads. Uh, what is it? Uh, hashtag. Hashtag NetHeads. And let's see if anyone has said anything on Who. Well, uh, Cape Girl Mel from uh, up north in Canada, she uh, said, good for you just for, you know, getting your daughter sucked into it. Yeah, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's a question for you. Now, Doctor Who's been, when was the very first Doctor Who? When did it run? I think the show originated in either 68 or 69, if memory serves. So here's the thing. So there's, there's years and years of Doctor Who. It, where, at what point did it really start to get good though? I, I mean, has it always been good, I, you know, from, from I'm, day one? I'm not the right guy to ask that question because I am, I'm not what I would consider to be – I'm not a Whovian. I'm a Nuvian <laughs> because I really have only taken part in the new new reincarnated Doctor Who series. Okay. That's the distinction, okay? There are Whovians and then there are Nuvians, not to be confused with a Nubian. Nuvian. <laughs> what the – is a Nubian? <laughs> Very well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> so um, – <laughs> so, <laughs> bitch, you almost made me laugh. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I can't really tell you because I, I have tried to go back and watch some of like the Tom Baker stuff and that kind of thing, but you know, production values and everything else. I mean, with the revival of Doctor Who, aside from like, I think, uh, one TV movie that was made, they've never really had like high production values, but the new reimagined one did at least oh, higher. Yeah. So it has a different look and a different feel. Yeah, because I've seen, you know, snippets oh of, my uh, gosh. of the old one yeah. back in the day. And I remember just seeing it thinking, good Lord. I think it's pronounced Calvin. I'm not sure, but eh. yeah, Kuban, who we, who we always call him Kuban, but I think <laughs> He'll it's He'll always be Kuban. Yeah, I, he's not getting away from that. I think it's Calban. Uh, he said it started in 1963, the day after JFK assassination, in fact. So there you go. Oh, little, no shit. I thought it was a little sooner. So the series, one way or another, has been running forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And, and it's got a lot of rich history and there's a lot of stuff there. I know people that, that power through a lot of what's available on DVD. You know, they got, uh, they got introduced to it with the first bit in the new, with the new revival and now they're going back and they're watching the rest, which, which I would do too. If I had more time, do you, are they available on streaming or is it just on DVD sales? Uh, what the old stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, just anything. Uh, I think the old stuff is on. Uh, well, it's on select versions of of media. You know, a lot of the old stuff. If you didn't record it off of like the PBS rebroadcast, a lot of it was pirated at, at cons. That's, oh, and that's okay. where a lot of people got it. I mean, even there's a podcast, Radio Free Scarrow, I like to listen to because, you know, podcasting itself really is a personalized medium. You can reach out and find the media that you like that appeals to you. Sure. Somebody right. linked their podcast. I listened to it. and I'm like, hey, it's interesting listening to these guys. And the fact that they miss some of the things, too, cracks me up. 
So, uh, be, and, and the fact that I miss certain things cracks me up too. Uh, let's see now. Uh, angle of an attic. Maybe I can't read it too much. Ask me, Hey, Will, when did you, when did the penny drop for you? Did you call Mel's? No, I did not in any way, shape or form see it coming who the character was. Cause there's a character that's re- introduced in the very beginning that I did okay. not pick up on it at all, but it was awesome. And after it's revealed, it's one of those reveals where you hear it and you're just like, why didn't I pick up on that right away? Mm. If you sit me in front of a, a procedural drama, like a cop show, <laughs> usually I will, it out. I will annoyingly figure out who is the person yeah, that did it within the first 10 minutes. And it's not, true. it's not so much because I'm a genius, but it's because most of those, they have a specific writing style. And so within the right. first few minutes, you know who they're pegging because they always introduce that character around the same point. I right. used to think I was really smart and could solve mysteries. I realized <laughs> it wasn't that at all. I'm just really good at identifying patterns. Your, your shtick as a private eye didn't really pan out, did it? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's quick jump, quickly jumping backwards, um, to the, uh, the Green Lantern Oath. Mm hmm. Amy, uh, Kinnis, S. Amy Kins, you putts. Get it right. Damn it. Uh, she said, with clever Mimi with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays. Netheads. All right. Done. Winner. Oh! End of story. Man, that is awesome. Copy that and email it to me, my friend, because Lord knows I can't work this damn Twitter to save my life. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you. Because, oh, man, see- that's. Yeah, yeah. Calban even says once again, uh, your enjoyment of old who depends on your high tolerance of garage quality effects, sets, and costumes. I think, like, some of the older stuff that I saw, a comparable, uh, visual effect crew okay, right. to it would be if you ever saw the old, uh, uh, Sid and Marty Croft live action series. I, I think it was like Far Out Space Nuts was the name of it. Had oh, Bob Denver and some guy who I can't remember. It was two janitors that accidentally get launched into space, and now they got to try and work their way back. This sounds awesome. Yeah. And so the, the production value of the early stuff that I saw is kind of like along those lines. But, you know, with the revival, they took it way. The BBC threw far more money in it than they ever did. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Jim Sale asks, uh, Will, can you say Murder, She Wrote's formula? No. I, I will. <laughs> I, I will I will never give away the because if I'm ever sitting there watching a murder she wrote with you, I want to appear <laughs> smart. Right. But yeah, like even Castle, Castle on ABC, one of the newer ones, it, it does it. You know, there's a certain point where it's it's you that show, the way it is, there's an interchangeable point. It's somewhere between the eighteen and the twenty two minute mark. So you're gonna be introduced <laughs> to two people within that period, and it's gonna be one of them. <laughs> Well, and, and if they're also, not, and hold on, if they're not within that chronological time point, then what's going to happen is it's going to be the one person who is, is seems affected most by the loss of the person that was killed. <laughs> Watch it, you'll see I'm right. Turn it does into a drinking also, game. Take a shot. Does this Whatever. also work for Scooby Doo? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But, but but you know, on on the the same line yeah. that we're talking about with Doctor Who and awesome. Intro music, theme songs. Yeah. Murder, she wrote, man. Oh, with the little, uh, with the, yeah, uh. With the, she's doing the typewriter and then the music's playing on the piano. It's, it's not a piano, though. It's not her. a piano, though. It's the same, the, I, I don't believe it's a piano. It sounds more like the same thing that Lurch used to play. What is that called? 
I can't oh, remember. like a, like a harpsichord. Thank you very much. Yeah, being in front. At least it sounds that way to me. And the and it was great because as technology evolved, she went from you know this old typewriter to like a Apple II. E yeah, that she was typing on. Well, you know, you got to modernize a little bit. <laughs> you don't want to appear outdated in front of the kids. That's just no. embarrassing. No, it, I mean you've you're already taking a stab in that direction with Angela Lansbury. Yeah. So, uh, so as it stands, it, you know, thumbs up to me in my opinion for the new for the return of Doctor Who. Uh, okay. You know, and and th- this season in particular, God, Trent, you're pissing me off that you haven't watched it because there is a lot that is set up. Like in the very beginning, wrap your mind around this, okay? Okay. In the beginning of the series of this of this particular, he, this is why as uh, speaking American and talking British doesn't work. <laughs> At the beginning of this season, the kickoff of series six. See, okay. I say it that way, it makes a little more sense. We see, uh, we see all of, you know, we see Amy and Rory. So Amy is the companion, so is Rory. And we see River Song getting invitations with, uh, from the doctor with, you know, okay. coordinates, time and place, which was in Utah, right? Right. And so they all meet up and he says, first we're going to have a picnic, then we're going to go to 1969. And, uh, and then, it cuts after the credit sequence to the picnic and they're talking. <coughs> Excuse me. And he mentions, you know, how, you know, in 1109 years, you know, he's probably drunk wine sometime. That was a clue. And the next thing you know, the title of the episode is The Impossible Astronaut. Standing in the lake, they suddenly look over. There, my friend, is an astronaut in full NASA gear, right? Okay. Like the whole moon landing outfit. Okay. So it's Apollo-esque. Yeah. Walks up on the beach. The doctor says, you guys stay here no matter what. And then he says uh, something. Walks down to the astronaut. Says, okay, I know it's you. And, of course, we don't get to see who's underneath the visor, the reflective visor that, you know, they use to protect themselves from radiation or whatever. Right. And we don't get to see who that is. And next thing you know, somehow this astronaut uh, shoots a laser at the doctor. And then, oh. you know, he begins to regenerate, shoots him again. Doctor's dead. Okay. Ooh. Very straightforward. So Doctor Who, the Doctor has died. Never call him Doctor Who. God bugs me when the people do that. He's the Doctor. <laughs> so, so then. Wait, wait, wait. The show's, the show's called Doctor Who, but he's never referred to as Doctor Who. No, that's a running gag, actually. He's, he's, <coughs> he's, he's simply called the Doctor. Okay. But, but like in the same episode I'm talking about in the very beginning, you know, there, there's a, an English king, I think, coming in. He's screaming, doctor, doctor, doctor. And then he comes in and there is his, his wife, I assume. I don't know. Cause I don't know history at all. So I don't know who this is supposed to be. <laughs> and, and, and she, he says, where's the doctor? And says, doctor who? Right. <laughs> so they do little things like that. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. That's I a like little that. nod. Like even in this last one, he did one too. It was funny. So uh, neither here nor there though. So, uh, Getting back to my little retelling of the thing that you should have watched, you putts. He uh, he gets shot, you know, and they have to get rid of the body. So they give him a, a, a what is it called? A Viking funeral. Okay. Launch him in like a canoe, the, with burn the fire him. and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they go back to the diner they were in before and they're absolutely devastated. And But River picks up on something. All the invitations are numbered. You know, this one guy's was four. Hers was two. Rory and uh, and Amy's was three. So who's number one? And they look down, and sure enough, there's a soda on the thing table and the number one. It's like, well, who's number one? The person you trust the most. Next thing you know, door opens. Guess who it is? 
the doctor. The doctor, right. And the reason why, suddenly, you know, River just freaks out. Amy asks him how old he is, and he's like 906. So oh the my. one that died was a 200-year-older version of the doctor because it's a time travel show. Sure. And Moffat, if nothing else, writes great mind-bending time-related stuff. You know, it's all wibbly-wobbly, timely-wimely. That's what he does, and he <laughs> does it great. So now the whole thing about the – oh. The, so far, the two-season arc is, who is the silence? Silence will fall. That's what we heard back in the first episode of the Series 5. Okay. So, who is the silence? We still need to know that. We don't know the answer solidly. We're given more clues. But now, also, the the series-long thing that's carrying over is, is the Doctor really going to die? Obviously not. Series 7 has already been commissioned. We know he's going to make it. They've said they've signed Matt Smith, so something's going to happen. Okay. So, you know, the whole the whole question is how and there have been things that have happened during this series that, you know, lead you to believe, well, maybe this is how it's going to play out. But yeah, who knows? I don't. Oh, come on, Will. You're you're you know, you just don't want to spoil it for us because you've got it. You've got it. You figured out you broke the code. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, the, um, the long story short, there was a, uh, a, for lack of a better term, a replica doctor that was introduced in the two-parter, the almost people. And uh, again, I forgot the second half. Um, the second <laughs> half titles always lose me. Ex- um, except for the, except for in series five with the angels two-parter, cause it was, uh, uh, the time of angels and then, uh, flesh and stone. Cause those were two really catchy titles. So any, but anyway, good. so there was a doctor, I don't want to say a replicant, but you know, another doctor was created. And one of the last things he says to that guy before he melts into a puddle of goo is, you know, you know your, your memory matrix could survive this or something like that. So it's oh. like, well, maybe that was the one that got killed. I don't know how this suddenly turned into a doctor who show. I'm sorry, <laughs> everybody, but I'm just, Fine. I'm passionate about the doc. Never mind. I can't finish that sentence. That <laughs> That one will come back to haunt me. Oh, wow. Much in um, the same way my trip into the late girls' room in fourth grade will come back to haunt me. What? Never huh? mind. Who Never did what now? Never mind. Um, Perfect Chi-Chi said that, uh, well, uh, excuse me, she retweeted from Adam Wells that the classic Who stuff is available on Amazon Prime. So Ooh. if you're a member of their streaming plan, it's all on there. Now, what, are you familiar with the Amazon Prime? You know what? I'm a Prime member because all uh, students for one year get a free Prime membership. Really? And so, so far, it, it, you've yes. been a student like a different, <laughs> for you, like thirty years. <laughs> I just keep using different iterations of my name. They haven't caught on yet. Is is and that's actually something really cool. If you have an email address that's a dot edu, oh. then you can get on for free, and it's great because it's free shipping. Oh, so it's all you so all you do is you contact the IT group, and you're like, hey, I need an extra email address. Saying I, I know I know a few guys. All right, I've been around. Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's I, the return was good, and you know it, this is really like a TV talk thing because the return of Doctor Who was awesome. In my opinion. And there may be people okay. that, like, one of the things I haven't done yet, but I, I can't wait to do, and this is the beauty of, of podcasting and listening to shows that, you know, in this, in this dial your own entertainment world we have now, I'm interested to hear what the Radio Free Scaro guys have to say. Have to say about it, right. You know, how, what's their gonna take gonna be on it? So, you know, I don't know why I keep advertising the podcast, now, but. Just, and this is the last, the last thing that I'll bring up, cause I've just, I, I, I always hear so- sound bites and I don't know where I hear them from. 
But it was there at one point where a bunch of Who footage was actually filmed over of the of the original stuff was actually filmed over because just you know they never thought oh you know we'll never broadcast this again we'll never sell it again actually that's that's throw it back with, at the cameras that's happened with a lot of things okay and and it's not so much with that but with like the with like the um the thing they use for re-airing just repurposing the tape so that kind okay. of okay yeah because I know in listening to Radio Free Scarrow they've they've talked about certain things how certain like episodes that they the BBC still has, they're incomplete because they don't have the whole thing, and they've actually started using animatics to bridge the gap on those bits. Oh, really? Yeah, to let the fans get back a little more of what they lost. Huh? Yeah, and but you know, it, the whole reason why Doctor Who appeals to me is because it's 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 a big uh, continuity in joke kind of thing. They they which is the kind of stuff that us netheads really just eat up. I, right. in my opinion, I love, like, early on, I, I, I did not see Clerks first. I think I saw Mallrats first. Okay. And then, uh, a friend brought over a laser disc of Clerks and I watched Clerks. Actually, that's not true. I saw Clerks at the festival cinema years. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, it, but it was at the point where I realized, oh, those two guys are in this movie. And then Chasing Amy was coming out and it's like, oh my God, they're in there too. And right. then they were in Dogma. You know, that's the kind of thing I like. I like some right. continuities, some tying it all together. And and that's what that show does. And so I, I enjoy that. Yeah. And that's what appeals. And don't worry about all the – anything you may have heard in the past or, like, the fact that it's got such a deep, rich history. Just jump in and enjoy it. Series 6, I think you could get away with enjoying the hell out of without having to okay, watch anything so, else. Okay, so I can, I can pick up a season and I and I don't need to, you know, know who the first Doctor was, this, that, and the other. I can just jump in and enjoy it. Yeah, you you could if you sat down and watched it, you tool. Well, I'll, I, one of these days I'm going to get on and I'm just going to blow your – I'm going to melt your brain with some of the commentary that I'll have. And you'll be like, where did this come from? Well, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm a Whovian, bitch. Well, you know what? Uh, first of all, sitting down and doing a bunch of little homework to get something done doesn't count. <laughs> it's cramming, man. Yeah. Secondly, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody in the know might be able to drop you a 16-gig thumb drive with a bunch of cool <laughs> stuff on it. <clears throat> I'm just saying. So it, you I, very soon you'll have no damn excuse, especially considering I know you spend a lot of time on that damn laptop. <laughs> so it's don't true. don't give me that crap. Um, but you know, more importantly, uh, I think it's time for a break. Yes. <laughs> Even though we got started a little a little bit on the behind that's, side, that's fine. Uh, I, I like to start on the behind. With that said. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. My name's Will. He's Trent. My name's Trent. You're listening to NetHeads on Smodcast Internet Radio. It's Smodcast.com. Connection failed. This is NetHeads. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. Welcome back to the backside of NetHeads. My name is Will. My name is Trent. And the good news is Trent is back from the bathroom. I never know. I'm like, I'm gonna run a, I'll just run a couple commercials and I'll come back. Maybe he'll be there. Maybe he won't. I don't know. You just, it, I'll get the extended, uh, headphone cord and then you'll just hear me yelling from the next room over. Well, then it'll just sound like you and all the intros and outros. So it's no big deal. It's Trent Hunsaker. Yeah. They're like, wow, he really does sound like that. <laughs> How weird. That is just so odd. <laughs> Uh, Trent, we got a lot going on. We're coming into the, uh, it's the end of August 
And yes. uh, we're coming up on September, which means two things. Uh, one, the roadway is going to be clogged with lots of people trying to get their kids to school. Correct. And it's the return of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah! So uh, I don't know about you, but uh, there's, I mean, watching Wilfred and Louie on um, FX, it's just right. we're constantly hit with uh, tons of SOA advertisements because mm-hmm. naturally they're pushing one of their pimp products. Right. Uh, and I don't know. What are you gonna? What do you think this season's gonna be? We've been given little tidbits from the uh, yeah. promos. Like one of the things that you hear uh, Clay saying, you know, "Charming is all backwards now," or something like that. Well, what I'm, what I'm, what I've seen, and what I'm guessing, and what I think works the best for them is they need to get back to the Hamlet story. They need to get back to the conflict of uh, you know Charlie Hunan's character and Ron Perlman's character battling it out for, you know, who's going to be the leader of the gang. Um, and I really think because the, the first season, man, they dove in hardcore into the whole, you know, Clay killed his father. And then after that, it just kind of was set on a back burner. They'd mentioned it every once in a while, but they never really dove into it or explained anything. He, like he burned the manifesto that his dad had written that explained all the problems that were wrong with the club. And I think that's what is really going to, Get because here's the thing, Kurt Sutter is an amazing writer. We all know that, and I almost feel like, especially this past season, was not displaying what he's capable of. If that makes sense. I, well, you know, and I, I've I probably said it here before. I really that was the kind of thing where they set up a bunch of stuff in the previous season, and now we've got to bring a lot of that to fruition. You know, it's like well. What happened to the baby? Where did the baby go? You know, and, and Gemma, right. Gemma's been, uh, framed for murder. You know, you had all mm-hmm. these, these little elements that kind of had to, and plus there's the whole thing about them, uh, having the guns charges on them because of, uh, busting in on the church group. Right. You know, you, you had a whole mess of stuff that was, it was fantastic, amazing, and it was compelling in the second season. Right. But then you've got to pay off that moving on. Kind of like going back to the Doctor Who conversation. They set up a lot of stuff in that, in the series six mid-season finale. And they had one of two options. Wrap it up quick or drag it out. And they wrapped it up quick. But with, with the right. way and the, the convention and storytelling of Sons of Anarchy, you really can't do that. Yeah, there's no quick fix. Yeah, it's it's not a 30-minute sitcom, and at the 23-minute mark, we've got everything almost resolved. That's not going to happen. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and the other thing that it did, too, uh, you know, I, I think it was, was it Alias that really kind of uh, pioneered this by suddenly doing a gigantic uh, leap into the future? Like, there was an entire year that si- of Sidney Bristow's life that was just missing or something, like two or three years? Oh, maybe. Yeah. And, I don't know. And they kind of... Did I think hers was one year, and with um, Desperate Housewives, I think they did a five-year jump. And it, it, it it's an interesting thing. A lot of fans get frustrated by it, but if you think from a writer's perspective, it's amazing because, you know, it, it gives you an ability to reset the entire environment. You know, it's like, let's let's just cut loose all the crap we've had to deal with, and let's tell a new story. Right. And then that's what it kind of does. Plus, it lets them play with the convention of, like, well, what went on while I was gone kind of thing. And, right. and with Sons of Anarchy, the, the, the key members, the ones that got prosecuted, I think they went away for 18 months. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it was. 
And odds Gosh, are now, now you got me thinking. I need to go back and watch it. Yeah. And so they've they they went they were carted off on an 18 month light sentence. I mean, it, it was right. going to be a lot worse. But if you haven't seen the third season, I don't want to spoil it. Go back and watch it. So they're coming back after that. And so things have been happening. The the situation with the law enforcement and charming has probably changed. So you got a brand new right. dynamic there. Um, what's been going on with the club while the key members have been in the joint, you know, and plus what did yeah. they have to do to survive in jail? You got all these little elements and plus like with Charlie with, uh, is it, uh, what Hoonan? Jax. Like, yeah. yeah Hoonan. Charlie Hoonan's mm-hmm. character, Jax, you know, just before he goes in, it turns out his girlfriend's pregnant. So getting out 18 yeah. months later, his son who launched the, the series all together back three seasons ago. So the kid's going to be three. Three to yeah. four years old now. Oh my and, gosh! Yeah, that's right. And he's going to have a like a an eight month or nine month old baby. So how is that going to affect him? And plus, like you said, uh, you know, there have been illusions uh, throughout the series about what happened to Jax's father, the former leader of the club and Clay's best friend. Right. And mm-hmm. one of the bombshells that they dropped at the end of the third season. I don't think this is really spoiling anything. It won't change your way to it. But uh, long story short. Uh, some of of uh, his father's letters winds up in his uh, backpack, and his uh, the his baby mama, for lack of a better term, his old right. lady. She yeah, while, yeah, while he yeah, set yeah. it off to the joint, she starts reading the letters, and and we hear him say through his own words that he 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 knows that his best friend Clay and his wife are fooling around, and he really fears that they're going to kill him. So they're kind of reintroducing that, just like you're hoping they do. Yeah, I think no, that because, element's going to start coming yeah. in hardcore. Yep, I hope so because that that part, like, that's the kind of drama that I want that I I really like, and I can deal with it because man, some of those episodes when it would just say next week on Sons of Anarchy, I'm like, no, for hell's sake, just let me know what's happening. Yeah, I I, uh, and, and you really just you want it to pay off good. That's what you yeah. want, and, and but you want to be looking forward to things in a good way too, not in a frustrating way. You know, right. You're like, oh, Christ, I'm three. Like, like the way a lot of Lost fans felt at that final season. <laughs> you're like, you're getting to the third or fourth episode of the sixth season. And you're just like, this has been five years of my life. I don't know what the frick they're going on, but please come on. Just get through the story. You don't want it to be like that. And, and, and hopefully Sons of Anarchy, cause a lot of the third season for me was just like, oh, come on already. You're just, right. you're trying to tell a story and you got an overall idea, but you're, I feel you feeling, feeling time. I feel you doing it. Yeah. I'm, I am your avid viewer. Please don't do this to me. But you know, that's what happens. Um, uh, Kuban just said, uh, oh man, it's going to become a con air. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the you know cage goes into the into the clink and then comes out. Yeah, with the, uh, bu- the Adam Wells has a, a great uh, thing on um, Twitter. He mentions mm-hmm. uh, using the hashtag NetHeads if you're still listening and want to follow along. He said Kurt Sutter has said he has a seven season overall story arc planned, and uh, you know we'll see how that pans out. I, and he says curious to see how long they can keep Jax's dad's death secret for that full time. And uh, you know I think that. That that would be like the ultimate, you know, confirmation and big header of the seventh season, right? Or it would be the kind of thing where maybe Jax has actually gotten out of the club, and you know, through whatever, it's kind of like Godfather Two, where suddenly he's being brought back in, and you know, has to accept right. his 
tragic fate as the leader of the club. But, you know, one of the things well, we've he, seen from the promos on FX, you see Jack saying, you know, I help you with this and you let me walk away clean. So it sounds right. like he's trying to separate himself from the club. Well, and and think about it. I mean, he's got two kids now, a, a wife, well, an old lady who's, you know, a more, for lack of a better term, a wife. And uh, he's obviously sees what it's done to his life growing up in the club. And he didn't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. He did not have a chance. Uh, but man, there's going to be some, ser- I mean, we see a lot of things. We see the charming cops coming in and busting up the motor club's clubhouse. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a, there's going to be some heavy duty storytelling here. Obviously, yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense though, with Clay's comment that everything's backwards and charming. You know, it's like the law is actually in charge. What the hell? Right. Yeah. What, what, what? How'd you guys let this happen while we were gone? We own this town. I'm, and I'm honestly, I want, uh, Kurt Sutter's character to get out of prison as well. Oh, definitely. I, I would, but who knows if that had really happened. Right. Be- uh, but, but that character is just so, I, and he's like full on blind now. Yeah. Otto. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he got, he got messed up hardcore in that second season. Mm-hmm. You know, they were trying to send a message, <laughs> but, but you know, and I, and I'm sure that's one of the things now that he really regrets because I, I'm sure, first of all, he kind of regrets making himself play a character in the show. Sure. Because yeah. now he's got to kind of either, you know, either we forget about this character or you got to come back and revisit and finishing telling the story. But if nothing mm-hmm. else, I bet you he really regrets the attack on Otto in season two because it means now he's got to spend more time in the makeup chair. Oh, getting, my gosh. Getting yeah. everything set up because, you know, like uh, Otto has got one really squinty eye because they jammed broom handles into his eyes in case you don't oh, know. Man, that that. That episode was hard to watch. Oh, man. that that made parts oh. of me pucker so hardcore. God. I just I and I felt I felt myself retract back within me with just the, the fear of that pain. <laughs> just like oh, oh, I think my belly button touched my backbone when that happened. You know, <laughs> oh God, that's horrible. How do they do that? Oh, oh. yeah. So, so hey, Trent. but that's yeah. Oh no, go ahead, finish, please. No, I just, and that's I, that's what I like so much about this show is that it does it 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 lets us have this voyeuristic chance of looking into something that has always been lore and myth to American culture, and we've never really seen what it's like. Oh yeah, I mean the only thing that I'm and he's not done re- research. I don't think the only I think the only thing that's not very clear, and this may be intentional, is I've always wondered if Sam Crow are also one percenters. I, right. haven't, I haven't seen the 1% patch anywhere on their uh, cuts, so I don't think right. so. And maybe that's something he just doesn't want to get into. Right, yeah, exactly. Then that's the that's the one question I want answered. Eh, I don't care about yeah. mystery. Lost burnt me on mysteries. Just, are they one percenters? What's the deal? <laughs> but if you're an outlaw motor club, you're supposed to be. So I don't know. Right, yeah, exactly. But the thing I want to know, too, he alludes to the fact that he did his homework by running with a uh, a a motor club in northern california right yeah and so which one was it cuz i'll tell you something my friend motor clubs it's funny that they are they're not very shy like some of them have websites there was i oh, even, yeah, and, yeah. and there i i saw a member of a motor club riding through my own area i mean i saw that his uh-huh. i saw his coat and i'm stuck in traffic so i leaned over to the cell phone and quickly typed the name in and there it came up <laughs> like son of a gun I'll let yeah, you know, uh, yeah. the Adam Wells says, I doubt Kurt uh, Sutter minds sitting in the makeup chair. He probably gets a pay bump when he writes himself into episodes. Oh, yeah, residuals, too. Oh, uh, yeah, so, that's true. So, Cowban, Cowbon, Kuban, 
coupon, whatever, at once in a one percenters. <laughs> I, I thought we've gone into this before on the show, but here's the thing. It comes from a comment that was made. I don't remember the person who said it, but he said 99% of the people riding motorcycles in America are law-abiding, positive members of society. Yeah, this so, was an official statement from the American uh, Motor, uh, Motorcycle Association. Yeah, so naturally, the Outlaw Motor Club's like, huh, we're the 1%. So they yep. they wear it boldly as a patch on their vests, on their jackets, or cuts, whatever you want to call them. So they're one percent. Yeah, so and that's, that's what it is. Yeah, because there are uh, there are a lot of clubs out there that are just riding clubs, social clubs. Yeah. Um. But but when you see a, a cut that has the one percent patch on it, just don't don't cut just, them a wide swath. Just walk away. Just walk <laughs> away. I'm not saying the Hell's Angels are one percenters, but I know a person that uh set up a charity ride. Okay, so uh-huh. you had a lot of uh like Harley enthusiasts and stuff. They were doing this ride to help raise money for the family of a guy who died. And okay. and supposedly, I can't confirm this for a fact, but supposedly what I was told is that there was going to be a certain area they were going to be riding through and they made sure to get the permission of the Hells Angels before they did it. Oh, absolutely, man. That's respect, my friend. Yeah. That that's why yeah. that's why it was kind of funny and stupid when if you ever made the had the misfortune of watching Wild Hogs, you know, they, they <laughs> made up their they made up their vests. It's like, oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, so uh, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of Apple, what do you think about Steve Jobs stepping down? He called well, is he is he really really done though? I mean, cuz he's been on sabbatical how many different times? Well, he says he no, no, this is one of the things. He made the official statement in his letter he said if I if there ever a time I couldn't fulfill my duties as CEO, I said I would step down and regrettably it's that time. But he still is hoping to be like the chairman of the board, you know, something that doesn't okay. involve as much. And uh okay. you know, the whole point though is the guy has not been healthy. I mean, have you seen him? No, no, he looks terrible. He he looks, aside from the melting portion, he looks like one of the people at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, going from from the guy <laughs> we remember seeing down to the near skeletal, you know, the only thing that's going to happen next is the skin's going to start to melt and, you know. <laughs> and then he just goes down into the ground. And Harrison Ford will be yelling, no matter what, Marion, don't look. <laughs> so, no, Bill Gates will be yelling. <laughs> No. So, uh, don't but, look, don't look. But naturally, uh, Apple stock went down after the word uh, came out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the real question is, do you think this is the uh the harbinger of another Apple decline? That's what I really want to know. What's your opinion? Oh, okay. All right. Well, Apple, man, regardless of what of of Steve Jobs' actual hands-on interaction, you're it, you you're, it's like mayonnaise or Mariquip. You are one of those people or you're not. You know what I mean? What if you're both? And I don't. <laughs> I, well, I, want, I want Mariquip on one side and mayonnaise on the other. <laughs> you know, I'm so I'm, I've lived such a sheltered life. I never knew there was a difference. We always only had mayonnaise in my house. So, oh, really? So I never knew Miracle Whip was in any way different. Oh, it's got that tangy zip. Oh, okay. Moving on, though. <laughs> Do you, do you think this is, cause let me tell you something, sir. Back when the board of directors booted, uh, jobs out the first time, that set up, uh, uh just started a, a gigantic and amazing downtrend for the company. They set up foolish uh-huh. supply methods. The, the technology directions were dumb. You know, a lot, I mean, there, and there were people that were like, they were, they were Apple devotees and they were sticking with it 
you know, as good as they could. But man, I don't know. Oh, that's I do remember those Apple stickers. Yeah, well, yeah, the, they used the to be first, the rainbow the ones. Yeah. It used to be rainbow, yeah. but then, you know, the whole LBG whatever came up and now now they're just white. Right. So they're like, we're yes. not we're not sending a statement on anything but the fact that we like Apple. <laughs> but uh I don't know. I don't know what uh what the future will hold. I mean, the thing is, I I'm sure they have kind of gotten a gra- it can't be just one man's vision about you no, know all no, of this technology gosh, no, stuff. No. Instead, I would like to think what has happened is that Steve Jobs maybe was just really good at listening to the ideas and and running with the ones that he thought would move forward. Right. And and with his, well, the, the replacement, uh what's his name? Cook. Uh uh-huh, yeah. taken over. Jim Cook. Oh, by the way, somebody retweeted the best headline uh ever and nobody else should try uh, after his announcement and it was a uh, uh Cook makes best of Apple turnover. <laughs> of Jobs' Apple turnover. That's what it was. And that, and that is That's the winner awesome. right there. You know what that's I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's awesome. So the, the real question is, uh, where is it going to go? Where is it going to go from here? Is it going to stay successful or is it going to go? I don't know. I mean, don't they have more money than the uh, Federal Reserve right now, right? <laughs> I have more money than the Federal I mean, Reserve. They right have now. so much money. They're building a spaceship in the middle of a forest as their new headquarters. <laughs> a big round office that they want to get approved to build, like in Cupertino or wherever it is. They want to build a big. I mean, and and naturally, the most expensive thing you could do with glass is curve it. But but sure. somehow they have patented technology. To make round windows. They're, have you seen the, the details of this? No, I haven't they're, heard a thing about this. They're building a freaking spaceship. That's what they're really <laughs> doing. I'm not fooled. It's this wait, big, wait, wait. It's a big round office with, I think, a forest right in the middle. Is this, is this have anything to do with Heaven's Gate? Do we need to check his credentials and make sure that he's not checking out because he's planning on taking everyone else with him? Oh, wow. That is an ancient callback, sir. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, that was and what you just pulled something out of what is that, nineteen ninety seven? When was that? I think that? so, yeah. That was a while. Ninety seven or ninety six. So long ago that I have to wonder. The 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 incident that put what was it, Rancho Cucamonga on the map? Yep, exactly. Wow, did I just pull that one out of my head? Woo. Yeah, that whole that whole Ontario area. Uh, let's see now. Router Ninja says Apple has several year product pipeline and they kept the big design guys like John Ive. I'm not worried. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm not worried either. Wait, I got to tell no, you, I think so. if it weren't for my yeah. dependence on the technology that I utilize to do all that I'm doing, I would right. go Mac in a heartbeat. I really would. Right. But it just overcomplicates things right now. If I wanted to be able to remote into work, it's an extra hard configuration versus using my PC laptop. You know, right. if I want to be able to get software, just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing, though. I think these men are giants in the industry, and they're smart enough to surround themselves with other giants so that they can all hold each other up. I, I don't see it being a, an issue at all. Yeah. Sure, it's going to dip at the very first. That's that's just any type of leadership change in any corporation, your stock is going to dip a little bit. But yeah. I, I don't foresee this being a, a long-term issue. Yeah, and plus I think they've done a lot to establish the strategy, and we know where things are going. 
So, yeah. you know, obviously there's – it's not like how things were in the past. Because obviously when they booted them out last time, there were already questions and problems. Right. But, you know, I'm just – all I'm telling you, man, is when Gil Emilio was given the boot, I wish I had bought stock back then when I had the chance. Because <laughs> it was I like trading at – it was like 92 cents a share. Oh, my God. But Are I'm you like, kidding but me? I'm like, I'm only 25. I can't wait buy stocks. Hey, dummy. <laughs> I wanted Laserdisc player instead. Freaking idiot. That's what I am. I should have taken a... Oh, start saving 50 cents a day, you putts. Buy two shares. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> oh. Oh, apparently it was 1996. Thank you very much to Sound by Nation, the guys that are on our tail. Um, yeah, yeah, they're coming up right after us. 1996, Rancho Cucamonga. People are like, what? You know, the thing I haven't looked at in a while, but for the longest time, the, the original website from those unfortunate guys who, you know, were misled by the androgynous leader into castrating themselves and then eventually committing suicide to go to the mothership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were web designers and their original yeah, site that, was yeah. being preserved by somebody. I don't know if in memory or as a learning lesson or, or what. I don't know. But really? boy, dude, that was creepy, especially when, when looked at from a psychological standpoint, not, not the incident itself, but there were two websites. There was the Heaven's Gate website and then there was, you know, their web design website and both of them were being, uh, hosted by somebody for a while. And, but one of them, the Heaven's Gate one. You, oh, it's still up. Oh, good. You read it, not good, but, but you read the things <laughs> like the people that they were looking for and they, it's, it was like cut right out of a handbook of let's take all of the easy, impressionable, lost souls and be able to drag them into this. That's exactly what it re- reads as. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. if I want to, if I want to, if I'm looking for a textbook uh, depressed, uh, you know, soul, this is how I would go about to recruit them into my cult. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I'm, just, I'm browsing it right now and man, my stomach is. Down at my asshole, man. There you well, go. Yeah, because you're one of those guys. <laughs> you're like, if I weren't podcasting with Will, I'd have gone to Rancho Cucamonga right now. <laughs> and, and but you know the worst part is that they were renting the house that that what happened in, and you just oh. you just know the guy that owned that house. He's like, well, not selling anytime <laughs> soon. Well, I'll just go ahead and put this. Uh... We're gonna away just for a while. Yeah, it's not like you're gonna rent, or or actually you're gonna rent it to a to a couple of beachheads for like two hundred bucks a month. They're like, yeah. dude, look what we got. Exactly, because you know they haven't been in touch with the news or anything at all. Give yourself a few look years these, and boot them out and get somebody else. Look in. at all these bunk beds, man. Check it out. We're gonna have an awesome party. <laughs> I'm glad we can make just. And by the way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Let me just say that now. I apologize. Sometimes we just don't think before we speak. Yeah. We don't. Hey, by the way, today, interesting thing happened. I almost saw Harry Potter. <laughs> and I say you, you almost. Say? Well, you know, it's a, it's a certain type of scenario. We have my lovely daughter just turned eight years old. Uh, but we can't right. just go to a movie. You can't just do that. You can't, you know, it's not like, yeah, hey, I can put the dogs in their crate, but I can't put the kid in their crate and then go to a movie and come back, put them outside, let them go to the bathroom. You can't do that with kids. You do it with dogs. Oh, which is, at least which not is the legally. only thing stopping me from having children. Not legally anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but with, uh, so you have to have a scenario where, you know, it, somebody is watching the child. And my right. niece called up and asked if my daughter could come over to play. And I'm like, ooh, 
I get on my phone Perfect. and start looking. And I'm trying to be sly because I don't want to um, let my child know that we're going to go drop you off and then have fun. That's inconsiderate. <laughs> so I get all excited. I'm looking. And then my child, God bless her. She says, oh, and maybe you guys could go see a movie. Oh, like, she's a mind reader. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, I, uh, you know, we, we got everything dialed in and we got ready and we got out of the house and, of course, just hit some vicious traffic. So there was no way to make it. So I guess we'll just be watching that one on Blu-ray in November. Yeah, because it'll be coming out soon. Well, yeah. Even though there are still, it's it seems like a lot of the movie theaters in the area, it, at least the ones that were competing with the Megaplexes, they now still have it. Like uh, there's not the main theater in my area, but the secondary one now has it. So, or they they're keeping it, and they're still having well, like at least three or four showings a day. And a lot of that has to do with there's just not a lot of blockbusters coming out right now. No, there's a bunch of crap. Like the one, yeah. the big movie theater, they've got Conan and Conan in 3D. Oh, God. Uh, and what's, the, what's the other one? Oh, Fright good. Night. Fright um, Night. Don't be, fri- and, and don't be afraid of the dark. And Fright Night out. in 3D. Um, I did see, I did see Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And? Um, and, and then I also saw, uh, Our Idiot Brother. Um, you can, you can definitely tell that the director was taking a lot of cues and input from, uh, Guillermo, um, for the film. It's, especially the opening scene is very, very. Oh, wait uh, a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. I was actually misled by the advertising. Was Guillermo del Toro just an executive producer on this one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they, they totally were just using his name to sell it. He did not direct it at oh, all. Oh, I usually catch that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, and and here's the thing. When it first came out, uh, the first trailer I saw on was for Hangover Two, and it was PG thirteen, and it kind of let me down. I was thinking, oh shit, why is it PG thirteen? Come back later, uh, and it's rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, and Guillermo del Toro tried really hard to keep it at PG thirteen, um, because he he wanted it to still be a, a scary movie, mm-hmm. um. But it, finally, the the <laughs> MMR uh, RPA gave it a ra- uh, rated R for oh god, it's the most obscure, scary intenseness. I, it, it's that obscure. Scary intenseness. It's that obscure. I'm, I'm not even kidding. For super creepy bad feelings. Well, thanks guys for, for making us go ooh. Well, I mean, it's, but did it scare you? I mean, did you? Oh yeah, it scared the shit out of me. Did you jump like, in your date's lap and did he mind? Did Spence Roper crawl into my lap during the film? Yes, yes, he did. But but what about during the scary parts? <laughs> well, that was when the lights came on. I you know had pulled his. Uh. Anyway, uh, it's it's one of those scary movies that bites into every cliche, and with every scene, you're thinking, "Holy shit! Just leave the lights on! What are you doing?" And that's what makes it a good a good horror film is it it just it just plays and does everything that it shouldn't do. So really, when it comes down to it, what makes a good horror movie is just people constantly applying stupidity in real world situations. Absolutely. I mean, not yep. that movies are real world, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. You know, it's yep. like you're walking into a house where the electricity is on, but let me continue to walk around in the dark with just my flashlight. Exactly. Uh-huh. Why would I turn on a light and know the guy that's standing right behind the door? No, let me use my <laughs> flashlight so I have a limited vision scope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, if you, if you like suspense, jumpy horror films, you'll enjoy it. It is what it is. Okay. So you saw that one. And now, then I, now, but I, now the big one. Now this one's the interesting one. Yes. Paul Rudd, my idiot yes. brother. Now I'm not sure. 
but following Kevin's Twitter stream, uh, I believe this, uh, my idiot brother was an acquisition from Sundance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where it was originally launched as my idiot brother. Okay. Instead of our idiot brother. Uh huh. Yeah. Please let us have the distinction. Um, it's, it was a great film. And, 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 you know, along the lines of Sundance, if you liked Little Miss Sunshine, you'll enjoy this film as well. Okay. There's a lot of uh, awkward moments when you're just like, oh, sh- oh, man. And you feel kind of weird for everyone involved, but it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's a rom-com. I would still consider it a rom-com. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Plus, you get to see Rashida Jones and uh, Zoe Deschanel making out. Well, there's something I didn't expect to have happen. Right? Well, there you go. Now we... Now, if they had put that, just one second of that, in the trailer, I'm sure they would not right? have had the abysmal box office they did. No, they would have made a killing. Because if I'm not mistaken, Little Miss Sunshine was a critic darling that actually ended up doing okay at the box office because word yeah, of mouth got around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you can't say the story about our idiot brother. No. No. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Because, you know, genuinely, I, I, I like to see Paul Rudd succeed. Because I've yeah, enjoyed and, and his, his work. Yeah, and his character, man, he he does a fantastic job. And it's it's one of those films when you can tell they the the actors were given a lot of liberties to to ad lib quite a bit, and that really makes the film feel really genuine. Okay, well, good to know. So you know, maybe if you're catching it free on one of your paid movie channels, that's the way to see this one. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, don't spend money on it, folks. You heard it here. <laughs> we're not encouraging you to spend many money at all. Don't see Fright no. Night either. Oh shit, no! And 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 like Trent said last week, don't see Conan. Oh, it's not even great in an ironic sense. It's not even fun in a campy way. They're actually oh. taking it seriously, and they took it seriously they bad. Did, they took it way too seriously. Oh, it's I, terrible. I still just don't see that as a show that ne- or as a movie that needed to be remade. No, uh-uh. uh What do I know though? That's- I mean, I I thought they didn't need to remake the Karate Kid, and God, I didn't want to like that remake, and I did. But you did. I you did. did. That that little kid just drew me in. It had the Will Smith touch to it, man. The only part that lost me on that was the thing where he's hitting the tennis balls at the kid. And I'm like, come on. Those are so CG. Why do you have to go into absurdity? So somehow. No, you want to you want to make it a good film? You fire that prick up and start launching it at the kid. Oh, my. There you go. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you just said. He he was using a tennis racket. It wasn't a cannon. That's the other part that was so unbelievable for me because it's like you're that precise with a tennis racket and your tennis balls. Nobody, come on now. That's just absurdity. Maybe he should have fired up the cannon. Maybe he should have. Um, the Adam Wells is defending our idiot brother by saying the box office numbers are all skewed from this weekend because of a little thing called Hurricane Irene. By the way. And that's true, yeah. Uh, but in, that's... in complete nethead fashion and being as inconsiderate we are, uh, as we are, I'm, I'm glad and I hope that everybody that uh, listens to us on the East Coast made it through the Irene ordeal okay. Yes. Absolutely. I, I really do. Cause Lord knows. Uh, enough jest was made uh, at other stuff like the uh, you know the earthquakes that happened was that right. earlier in the week or was that uh, yeah. last week yeah that's on the end of last week yeah the end of last week and somebody posted the greatest uh picture of all you know and it was like the great VA quake of 2011 and it was a picture of plastic patio furniture 
and one of the chairs was knocked over, and underneath it, it said, we will rebuild. Oh, <laughs> Like, yeah, that's some drama. But, you know, seriously, this hurricane thing. I mean, like, I know people that have had to endure through it, and I can't even, I can't even fathom that. You know, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the, same. The, the worst weather we've had here in my area in Northern California was, uh, I think, well, there was a couple years back and then like almost over a decade back when it was the, uh, the El Nino season and we had just oh, some right. horrible rains. I mean, there were roadways just getting flooded, but that was the, that was the extent of it. Oh, yeah. I'm inconvenienced going to work. Oh, my power might have gone out, but you know, not a hurricane. Right. Yeah. What? There hasn't been a hurricane on that track for over 200 years. Yeah. So they're like, so, what? Yeah. Yeah, and especially to, uh, you know, having lived in New Jersey myself, uh, all my friends out there, luckily no one has been injured or anything, but it has been a real pain in the ass. That is just unbelievable. So. We have been talking for over a year, and I never knew you lived in New Jersey at any point. <laughs> yeah. When the hell did you live in Jersey? Uh, it would have been, uh, oh, oh five and oh four. Was, about a year this, and a half. was this during your your short white sleeve button down shirt period? It might have been. Okay, riding a bike a lot. Oh, I had a car. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. I do. I do. So was that when it was? Uh huh. That makes a lot more sense. Kind of like what? Wait a minute, Jersey. <laughs> I thought you were just in cow country. What the hell, man? <laughs> this makes no sense at all. <laughs> okay, I'll let that slide. So how long were you in Jersey? A uh, year and a half. My goodness. Yeah. How'd you like it? I loved it, man. I, I lived right in Newark, and I ate it up. I well, loved it. And, you know, come to think of it, too, you probably, you know, because for me, you say Jersey and even Utah in this case, and I can't even fathom the winter. I mean, you have. Oh, yeah. You, you get real snow. You get frozen conditions. Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, university shut down because no one can make it to class. Yeah, you know, once in in a blue moon, I, I might have to worry that I might have a PVC pipe rupture, you know? <laughs> in your lawn. Yeah, that's the extent of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it froze, and now that was, and I've seen that happen maybe once. <laughs> just once. And that may not have even been that it was so cold so much as a, just a shitty construction job. So, you know... I, I just can't fathom a real winter. I've been to Tahoe during the winter, and I've seen it cold there, but guess what? I get to leave there. <laughs> yeah, that's a just drive back on home. I get to drive home, and now it's just shitty and rainy. That's it. That's <laughs> all I have to deal with. No big deal. But, man, I can't even. So, I, But for, where I'm going with this is for you, Jersey wasn't that much of a, a change, per se. No, in fact, um, the, the only difference for me was the humidity there. Which is totally different. I mean, a winter with humidity versus a you know a winter where it's you're in a super arid, dry places. It's totally different. Oh, okay. So I would like again rain. I, <laughs> we have three weather conditions in Northern California. You got sunny, rainy, or foggy. Done. There was a re well, uh, I think it was in the winter of twenty two thousand nine, where okay. uh, in some areas. If you were immediately around like the hills and you know, at a certain altitude, you got snow and people were just all amazed and excited. Wow, look at all the snow. We drove around. Look at the snow. My sister-in-law lived a mile and a half from us. She got snow. We didn't. Obviously, nature hates me. <laughs> Heaven forbid my kid wake up and see a white winter. No. 
Nope, not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, we can drive around and see it, but we're not going to let you live it. Deal with it. <laughs> that was just mean. <laughs> but now that we've gotten to talking about the weather, that simply means one thing. <laughs> this show is done. Because <laughs> there's no going back. Really? You just live in New Jersey. Let's talk about the weather. Hey, man, have I told you about my lower back pains I've been having lately? Oh, that's funny because my bunions have been killing me. Yes, that's it. Let's stick a fork in this one. It's done. Uh, if you want to keep up more, Trent, you plug yourself. I'm tired of plug. Never mind. I'm tired of doing your plugs for you. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Woo! I love it when you plug me, Will. No, but yeah, if, I did not give you that ammunition, nor would I ever. Oh. If you want to know anything that I'm doing or anything about me, just go to about.me slash Trent Hunsaker, H-U-N-S-A-K-E-R. Wow, that sounds like something I should do. I am, yeah. I am, oh, by the way, by the way, way, way back, I think in the first episode of NetHeads Ever. Okay. We, we said, what's the equivalent of the blinking 12 on the VCR? Oh, right. Yeah. The for answer, modern technology. And the answer was so simple. It was right there in front of us and we didn't even realize it. Either the microwave or the oven clock. Oh, yeah. Cause they're there still. They're not They're dialed still in there. And, yep. They're not <laughs> they're connected to anything. Zero. You know, the VCR may have come and gone, but people still have microwaves that have That's to have right, a time yeah. set. So uh, I came to that realization the other day looking at work when the clock said 4.33 and it was 1.20. I'm like, what the? God, these people are so lazy. I'm like, how, <laughs> now how do I set this right? Oh, forget <laughs> it. I'm going to my desk. <laughs> so aboutme.com forward. No, wait. About.me forward slash Trent Hunsaker. Is that it? That's it. Okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get me one of these. Yeah. It's a good one. But is it only like four year old technology? That's about I right. Think so very good. Let me get hooked just... up on that. <laughs> and if you find out more about me, just go to aboutme.com forward slash Trent Hunsaker. Let's keep it simple and consistent. Uh, yes. next week we got a big special show coming up. Because it is going to be probably nothing but Trent and I getting all gushy giddy about Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> We're going to be like, oh, 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 And the day after, actually, another interesting thing I think is happening on FX uh, for uh, How I Met Your Mother fans. You know, if, Oh, if yeah, you, they're doing the marathon. Yeah, they're doing a marathon. And if you're going to sit there and watch any type of mindless TV, uh, at least the writing on How I Met Your Mother is good. Right, so, and, and it's got a killer cast. So if you're one of those sad and pathetic Labor Day shut-ins, because you have Let no me. friends to go to, or nobody you know is having a barbecue, or you know you just don't want to get out of the basement, <laughs> that's that's my number one recommendation I'm going to throw out there. Because, uh, you know, that show, it's just, it, once again, continuity, I'm a sucker for it, and they do a lot of that, too. So yes. that's what I do. I mean, uh, have you heard anything else about any good Labor Day marathons? Uh, you know what? We'll talk about it next week. I like that idea. It's genius. So you're gonna that that's gonna be the big thing. We're gonna suppress all the Sons of Anarchy nonsense, and what we're <laughs> gonna be doing is we're gonna be talking about what we recommend as the best uh, Labor Day things to follow. Yes, as well as maybe some of our favorite ones in the past. Mm -hmm. I actually can't remember any, but you know, let's just pretend. <laughs> I don't remember most Labor Days. I don't. I just I spent it in the <laughs> bottom of a bottle. <laughs> Like every other Thursday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a cold shower crying to myself. What? Seeing that I've ad adequately hidden liquor in the shampoo bottle. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily, though. <laughs> and usually when you're that far gone, you don't know the difference anyway. 
<laughs> Okie dokie. Well, okay, that's it. We're done. In the meantime, <laughs> go to his thing or, you know, willwilkins.com. And, uh, of course, don't forget, please, one of the things we love and we ask you to do, give us a five-star review on iTunes because Lord knows we want to break out of the back into the top 200. And guess what? We're on Zoom too, people. So we head over there if you don't, if you don't support the Steve Jobses. What the hey? Yeah, man. What, what, what? Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't believe it. You're lying. No, it's true. There's a whole Smodcast section in Zoom. Right on. Yeah. You know what? Actually, uh, I just recently got tricked into, into loading the Zoom software mm, because mm-hmm. there's the tell them Steve Dave overdrive. That's why I went there, too. Yeah, and then after that, I had the bonus of realizing that I get to watch the new season of The Guild, its episodes, two days sooner if I oh. download it through the Zoom platform. Well, okay. For you, you have the Xbox, don't you? Yep. So mm-hmm. you can do it through the Xbox Marketplace, too. You can get it yes. there. And that way you're watching it on your TV. Yeah. I'm just stuck standard deaf on my laptop. <laughs> but that's okay, because really, I don't need to see Felicia Day in HD. I don't. <laughs> There are some things in the world you just don't need. And I'm not, need- I'm not bagging on her. I was just trying to come up with something funny, and that's the only name of the cast that I know. Uh, I, thought, I was going to say, you don't need that guilt weighing on you. Sad but true. <laughs> okay, folks, so next week, big Labor Day. Uh, and, you know, any hopefully technology stuff that comes up, we'll talk about that. And not to mention the other thing that we're going to talk about. Let's pre-sell this like a bad boy. We've got the big 52 event hitting with the first thing, Justice oh, League. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. There's the final thing of Flashpoint and Justice League dropping this week. And I, I'm toying with the idea of, uh, reading at least five issues of every single one. I, you know, I don't blame you. Well, cause that's just what they want you to do. But I uh-huh, mean, exactly. But, you know, another thing we didn't talk about on this episode is that there's the, uh, the new, uh, comic, uh, related, uh, iPad based, a magazine called Champion, yes. mm-hmm. which the first issue, first taste is free, kids. So they did the yes. first issue for free, and that's like one of the things they do is they go into Batman's new look in this. You know, it's a whole yeah. interactive, cool, funky thing. But but they go into this, and you know, like he's got more of an urban armor kind of look, which is the way I like my Batman. Yeah, I'm not talking about like a you know the kick-ass wetsuit. You know, it's it's kind of <laughs> it's it's almost like a cross between the the regular comic batman and the the batman begins you know the batman yes. yep. the dark knight kind of uh batman the splunking outfit. equipment batman which i'm not surprised because you know right. too like one of the things that uh we got to see from set uh, photos it, by the way this is the show we were officially trying to end now four times <laughs> But you know the the in the new Superman movie, which we're not going to see until 2013, they're staying in continuity somewhat with the the relaunch, the revamp, the 52 release of Superman, where he's no longer wearing his red underwear on the outside. Right. You know, which by the way, for me, the look a little disconcerting. I don't know why. Well, I mean, and this is all Jim Lee. He has pretty much designed all the the yeah. new costumes for everyone. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, the guy does good work. But you know. Like, even Spider-Man's costume, there's at least a separation between the upper and the lower half with the red belt. You know, it's not a right. big straight bit of blue. And because I have to admit, the whole black costume, the Venom approach, I find that a little disconcerting, too. I don't know why. I don't like the look of just a solid unitard kind of look. Because then he right. could just be doing ballet. <laughs> well, and he's ripped enough that he could. Yeah, here goes Superman. He's kicking Doomsday's ass. And there's a plie. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you, Superman. I just don't like the look. Because God knows if you've ever had to sit through a ballet, 
seeing those guys dance in those tights is the most awkward and uncomfortable thing you have to do. Because <laughs> some of them, you're just like, what is what is going on? Is he smuggling an acorn on top of some plums? I don't like this look. I'm getting sick to my stomach. Please. Why did we get front row seats? I'm in hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had a flashback. Forgive me. <laughs> oh, anyway, let's wrap it up. My name is Will. My name is Trent. And you have been listening to NetHeads on Smodcast Internet Radio. At Smodcast.com. NetHeads. NetHeads. File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. And Trent Hunsaker. 